And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey there, dear listener. Welcome to the last day of school. <laughs> Sean, it's got a it's got a vibe to it today, doesn't it? A little bit. Who's Our the, last episode. Who's the who's the teacher here? Is it Jeff? Oh my god. Jeff is the teacher. <laughs> well, Jeff may be the principal. I'll tell you it's not. It's not me. I'm I not the teacher. You. you could be like the cool new teacher that comes in <laughs> halfway through the season. What's up, teach? <laughs> <laughs> sit down. You let the kids call you by your first name? Yeah, no. Sean Gentili, in case anyone's wondering who the other voice is. I'm Craig Custance. This is the Tuesday Athletic Hockey Show. But you guys can call me Mr. G. <laughs> and I just grabbed and I just grabbed the chair and sat on it backwards in front of the wow. chalkboard. Oh, look how cool he is. <sighs> um, we have this is it. Like this is for us, we're all in a good mood because we're this is our last episode. Uh, before taking a bit of a summer hiatus, we're not doing the whole insider cottage thing. We're still working. Mm-hmm. We're not just disappearing like like Pierre Lebrun to his cottage. 1122 Boogie Woogie Avenue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or Bob McKenzie, who now, now has just surfaces like two days a year and then slips back into Margaritaville. The best, he's got the best job in the world. Bob's output is not distinguishable from what it was when he was technically not retired. I don't, I don't see any, I don't see any difference here. No. Um, but this is our final episode of this, this season. And it's a good, it's not even just a good, it's a great episode. We have Johnny Goudreau as our guest. You may have heard him in the news lately. If that name sounds familiar. John hockey, as we like to call him in in the uh, athletic podcast. Whatever this is called. I think that's the single most important 
question that we got answered during our 20 minutes or 15 minutes with uh with mr goudreau we settled the <laughs> we settled the mystery about his name because it, it was an outstanding question it was i've heard people like people are like uh yeah it's something john i'm like john are we talking about the it, it sounded so out of place and like no that's what people call him and his family and yeah. i'm like are we doing this wrong i don't want to spoil the answer but i think there's there is a distinction it's a little it's a, it is a little complicated but here johnny break it down um it makes sense so Sean has to call him Johnny. Producer Jeff calls him John. And we'll explain that <laughs> after the interview. Uh, he was so good. Thank you to Johnny Goudreau for, for in the, you know, he could have just been like, I'm done with all of this in the aftermath. And it's just been chaos. But he didn't. And he decided to join the show. And he was great. So that's segment two. Segment three, we're doing the American Hockey Awards. <laughs> As, as submitted by you, the dear listener, in the comments section of the app, for the last several weeks, you have all been proposing American-specific hockey awards. They're great. And I'm going to tell you one thing. We've put a lot of thought into, oh who, my gosh, into who gets so these. We, we've made, we made little statues. We're going to hand them out. Mm-hmm. The process has gone on for weeks. It's definitely not something we're going to make up as we speak in the third segment. I, I That would be crazy if we did that. And this... Possibly. Can we just have Jeff read them to us and then we react I think in real time? I think in that needs three? to be that it. Maybe what we have happening there. Okay. That's segment three. But first, there's there's a little bit – we're still mid-July, mid to late July, you could even say. And second biggest name is still out there. One of the best defensemen, and that's Nazem Kadri in free agency. John Klingberg's out there. Um, Saad Yusuf had a great conversation with Tom Gillardi I want to get into in a sec. But let's start with Kadri, Sean. Um, clearly, uh, we can assume a lot of things. Johnny Goudreau, and you'll hear this in a second. He was just like, "Let's get this done." Like, um, literally, I want this literally, done. Said it was, literally, it was like, "Yeah, I, I, we're this isn't going to linger." That is not the case with Nazem Kadri. It, it feels to me like this is somebody waiting for somebody to make space for him. Right? That's got to be what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where the longer this lasts the likelier it seems that he's going to end up back with, with Colorado. Is that, is that mainly speculation? Like, yeah, sure. But if he was going to sign with, you know, one of the teams that actually has cap space, which is the fundamental issue here, and that's something that Johnny, you know, flat out said, that there just wasn't, you know, maybe wasn't the amount of money that anybody was expecting, you know, in the right. market because because the flat cap. Uh, but, man, you look at you look at the Avs, and it's it, they're close, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have they have four million they have four million in space, and is that obviously that's not enough to sign to sign him? But like that seems doable. That seems like if they want if they want to move somebody out, Sam Gerard or whatever these, gonna say, these names. It seems like it's not like we uh-huh. have to like completely reshuffle things where you're you're moving the the pieces around the board a th- you know a million times and trying to figure out where it lands. You can just go, hey, Sam Gerard, he's, you know, if the Avalanche have four million available now, he makes five. Yeah. Top there three agents go. are going for around nine. Hmm. Hmm. How about that? Now, I, I don't, but I, I don't know. He's not, I think what's clear though is be, is you got to account for how much work the abs already did in UFA. So they, of course, Gerard's a big, big time move, movable piece, right? Because he, yeah. Because he makes five a year, but all those other guys, 
are guys they either brought in or extended in the last yeah. in the last little bit because you have Josh Manson. They wouldn't have brought back Josh Manson if they were if they were about to flip him. Like he makes he makes four and a half. You got you know Cogliano and Helm and the in the depth pieces who who who've resigned. I mean, like that's those are all guys who they just brought back. So there aren't a ton of truly tradable pieces like Arturi Lekkinen. They they just extended him. Nachushkin just resigned him. Yeah. So there's a lot of money locked in on pieces that they've either just added or or just retained. Right. So the to very not trade. The, you're not exactly you're not signing these people to immediately move them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for you know what actually Arturi Lekkinen. We're gonna we're we're gonna flip you now. Thanks for everything. Right. To Josh right. Manson. You know. Salute. No, Gerard's the movable piece, and and whether they have the appetite for it or not, I guess I guess we'll see. But that's it. Like that's the guy who, if they want to create meaningful space to a sign Kadri, who still would have to take a discount to stay in De- to stay in Denver, and then fill out the rest of the roster in one way or another, even if it's just with nine hundred thousand dollar players, like that's the guy who has to go out. So I don't know. We'll see because all the obvious spots for Kadri. You know they're they are no longer like he's been linked with the Flames for for however long. Well, if he was going to sign with the Flames, you got to figure they, they'd have done it already. A and the Flames are now locked into what seems like the end game with Matthew Kachuk, yeah. and whether or not he whether or not he ends up there long term or, or or whatever. Because last night, obviously, the Avs elected for you know they called for team elected arbitration, which you know, stops Kachuk from being able to sign his $9 million QO. Right. It kind of, it at least extends the window where they can negotiate a long-term deal with him if they so choose or trade his now arbitration rights to whoever it might be without getting locked into the offer sheet possibility, which is, you know, probably four draft picks and whatever else. That's not, I don't think that's not, I think that's something the Flames aren't particularly interested in. If they move Matthew Kachuk, it would be, there'd be some kind of, roster player young player coming back on and on that and we'll talk about that more in a second but that's a ton of uncertainty for the calgary flames right like they they have bigger fish to fry at this point than figuring out whether nazim kadri is going to accept whatever whatever offers they may or may not have floated towards him so kadri already turned down a trade to calgary like if he wanted to go to calgary wouldn't he already that was a long time ago it was a long time ago you know that was he was i think his focus at that point was staying in was staying in toronto so I, I I don't know maybe I pe- yeah. people like obviously people change we've seen Kadri change over the last five years or or, or I haven't I'm changed I'm the same I'm I, I'm the I'm the exact same and the interesting thing is all this may be related so if yeah. John Klingberg's sitting out there but Sam Gerrard's available at a pretty you know locked yep. in five million and you're looking to add D you might be saying well let me see what happens with Sam Gerrard before I see what happens you know before I commit to John Klingberg. Or before I add Kadri, maybe I want to see what happens with Matthew Kachuk and all. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, so you have these pieces that are unrelated but kind of related. Because these, level. because you have, there's always an order of operations to the to this thing where you know whether it's the bi- the bigger ones tend to go first. And I think Klingberg yeah. is kind of an interesting case study in that, right? Because people were like, "All right, you know, he's he's not he's not moving for reason X," and it's like, "Well, we got to see what happens with Jeff Petrie because Jeff Petrie is also a right shot right. who's probably at a better, even though he's older, he's a, a better player at, at this point in his career. So we got to see what happens with him." And 
if you are that sort of, you know, not not like a truly elite player that's going to be a priority for anybody who's involved, like Johnny Gaudreau, there's always a possibility that you get leapfrogged, right? And if you're John, yeah. if you're John Klingberg, you get leapfrogged by Jeff by, by Jeff Petrie, and then maybe you get jumped by the by the possibility, like you said, that 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 Gerard's on the market. And I think that's what I think that's what we're seeing here. But yeah. Ka- at least with Klingberg, but Kadri is interesting because, you know, he's still the piece. Like he's there's not there's not an impact center. There never there wasn't it it on July thirteenth, and there certainly isn't now. So it is. It's it's fascinating to see. And what's what's weird too is like over the last, and we're recording this at ten thirty on on yeah. on, on, so on Tuesday. So I'm sure he'll sign by the time you know we hang up here. But. There's been like kind of there's it, in terms of reports and the people who you would expect to to be reporting on on this stuff. It's been radio silence. It's been 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 wild. Yeah, because everybody's at their cottage. Does I everybody think- in Canada get a get a cottage? <laughs> what is this? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a birthright. You get healthcare in a cottage. In a co- it's actually a pretty good deal. You know, all things considered. The um, you know, I've, I've read Seattle is an interesting option here mm-hmm. with some cap space. But if you're Kadri, you're just coming off. Uh, you got a taste of what it means to win the Stanley Cup. You're winning. Everything's great. Do you want to go and then be like the person that ushers in the ne- you know the great young centers coming yeah. in Seattle? Like clear, like again, I feel like the same thing what you said about Calgary. If he wanted to do that, he'd probably be there already. And same for Klingberg. Right, yeah. I mean, in the in the names that you see tossed around with Klingberg, it's it's Seattle, it's uh, it's Ottawa, it's it's the it's the places it's the places you'd expect. And for all that Ottawa's done for as 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 amazing as an off season as as they've had, like I can I can still understand some some hesitancy to to sign there because you know if you're John Klingberg, you're like I'm the best right defenseman on the market. Like, is there not? Can I not sign with a with a right now contender? Like, do I do, yeah. do do I have to sign with the up and coming team? Like, I don't I don't blame him for that. Before we get to Johnny Goudreau, I I wanted to t- Tom Gallardi talked to Saad Yusuf. Yeah. I think it was in Montreal at the draft. In um, a few highlights, essentially, if I was were to boil it down, um, and I would encourage anyone to go read it because I, I love getting not that owners ever say anything interesting, but at, at the very least, you're getting an owner on the record their thoughts on what's going on. Uh. It seemed like he was focused on the lack of offense. Uh, one of the quotes was, we have far too many players who are underperforming offensively. And there was some sections talking about Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn and conversations ownership has had with Jamie Benn about, I don't know, working harder this summer. <laughs> and like, I, I don't like you can call these guys out or, but I, I hope their solution in Dallas isn't like to try to squeeze more out there like if that's what the plan is that's going to be trouble they definitely didn't have enough offense but i don't think that was for lack of effort yeah i don't think jamie ben wasn't <laughs> like wow, t- tyler's tyler sagan's not trying hard enough like those guys are i i'm sorry tom gaglardi but those guys are old and they make a, they make a lot of money and mm. that limits that limits your your options there i liked <clears throat> i think that was like low-key one of my favorite deals on on the 13th was them signing mason marchman and, hmm. you know, is it a lot of money for a guy who's 27 and, and has really only had one full one full NHL season? Like, yeah, sure. But he was great last year. Like, he was almost a hmm. point-per-game. I mean, he played 51 games. He's almost a point-per-game player. And I think if you're Dallas, you need to try to take a little bit of a swing on a guy like that because clearly the mix you have it forward just isn't isn't working out. 
The other thing I like about that too is that Carolina obviously was way, way in on, on, on Marchment. And if Carolina is in on a guy like that, like a mid, like a middle six, you know, forward, I'm, I'm immediately like, hmm, okay. Right, like right. maybe, maybe try to swoop in and, and steal these guys because we all know that our buddy, our buddy Eric, friend of the show, Eric Tulski is, is, uh, in his, in his department are good at, are good at finding guys like that. Yep. So I, so I think Dallas did well to add where they could, but that's still a team that just doesn't have enough. And it sounds like he's putting it on Pete DeBoer. Like that, one of the quotes yeah. is, "It's up to Pete DeBoer to fix the offense without losing our defensive mentality." Essentially, um, good luck. It's a lot, a lot to ask of Pete. Uh, the other thing is, he says Jim Neal will get extended. I, I think ultimately that team has constantly been been competing for playoffs under the Jim Neal. I think Jimson he hasn't been perfect. Those contracts are suspect, but. I understand why those contracts are suspect, but they're also the sort of thing that you sign when out of necessity, you have to try to be really good every year. Yeah. Maybe not really good, but you know, a playoff caliber team. Cause that is the reality in Dallas. You can't, you're not doing a Chicago Blackhawks. You just can't, you're, you can't, you can't punt on three seasons. That's just, that's nope. just the way it is. They don't have the luxury of rebuilding, which is what the Chicago Blackhawks have. And some Canadian teams have and, and, and whatever else Detroit, they can mm-hmm. they can suck for can a few years. Dallas yeah. cannot. So I think that's a lot to ask of a GM where you're like, yeah, we need to be competitive every year. And it leads to stuff like, yeah, you're I mean, what's the alternative? Even when they signed those deals, right? Ben and Sagan. A, they had no idea that those guys were gonna were gonna, gonna get banged up the way the way that they did. And B, like, what's the alternative? You let them walk and then try to replace them with other win now right. players that help that help you turn into a playoff team. Like that's not that's not an option either. So Nils jobs. Nils job's tough. I think it makes sense that he's that he's you know in line for for a new deal. And they've drafted really like they they they've got young players coming for a team that you know didn't bottom out. They got some lottery assistants and Haskinen, but otherwise, like they you know the Robertsons and the Ottingers, like those are really smart pick that have extended extended life there a little bit. And it's it's just unfortunate because you, the amount of money that they have tied up in Ben and Sagan, who for as great of players as, as they've been for. For as for as long as it is for as long as it's been, I mean, you got nineteen million dollars locked up in those guys, or 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 whatever it is. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you build out the rest of a roster whenever you have to account for the Haskinen, uh, the, the Haskinen extension, and whatever ends up happening with Robertson, who's you know RFA still. I mean, like they they need to figure out his his long term deal, right? That didn't that that hasn't happened yet. Let's get to Johnny Gujo. Unless your thoughts on Eddie O leaving Chicago, it, just a bizarre t- turn of events yesterday. I like, don't know. This guy, do you? I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about it? I, you know what I thought was interesting is how like like Scott Powers and Laz, who are like in John Greenberg weighed in. I you know I think we forget how much of a um or maybe outs- if we're not in Chicago we don't appreciate what he, Eddie O means to that oh, franchise yeah. and the like the. These these people that are are often the face of you know the connection with fans and people love them and it just maybe it was callousness or they just didn't value it or whatever happened there and all of a sudden this guy's out and just another weird thing <laughs> just I don't know I, I don't have thoughts on it other than to say it's just a weird another weird development out of the Blackhawks yeah they're a totally normal organization that <laughs> doesn't do weird stuff ever uh, yeah I don't know maybe someone told him that you know <laughs> that. Uh, that old chick's salary ca- counted against the cap or something, and they just continued slashing and burning or something. Or I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Sarah Sivian had the tweet of the day on that. Said something like they're they're trying to win the color commentator 
they're tanking to win the color commentator <laughs> there, draft. See, that is that is that, <laughs> that is a, a, that's, that's, a, a that's a way better joke. Okay, I was I was I was fumbling. I was fumbling at that. Good, for, good uh, for Eddie O. He goes. His brother works there, and his kids work there, and all this stuff. Like, of course, he wanted to. Nah, that's fine. I mean, I know, and it's and it's weird because he's he's a, he's a Chicago guy, and that always counts for something, especially especially in a city like that. But I don't know. I'll go. I'll go work in Seattle for a couple years. Work with work with my sons. Work with my brother. Work with John Forsland and J and you know J T Brown and Allison Lucan and all that. Like they have a really good. Yeah, they have a really good. It's a uh, great. It's they, a great they group. Have, they have a really good group there. All right, let's get to Johnny Goudreau. We'll be right back and come back. He was he was great. John, um, John, looking, John, not not for, you. Can't call him that. <laughs> Nor can I. We'll find out why after this break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When you're trying to grow a business, the caliber of person you bring in to help you do that is really important. And LinkedIn makes it really easy to interview the right people for the role, quality people. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional. On LinkedIn, 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NHL show. That's linkedin.com slash NHL show to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We are now thrilled to be joined by the biggest name in the free agent pool, the newest member of the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, proud American. We we love to get the Americans on the show. Johnny Goudreau. Johnny, how are you? How are you holding up? Holy cow. My goodness. What a few days. I'm good. I'm good. It's been uh it's been a crazy couple of days. Um a lot of text messages, a lot of calls, you know, uh a little overwhelmed, but um I'm excited. I'm super excited. It's uh, it's been a, a whirlwind kind of a couple of days here. So, are you in Columbus right now? I'm back in uh, South Jersey. I'm on uh, at my house down in uh, Avalon, New Jersey, down here. Oh, great. So I remember I was trying to think of a comparable. I mean, there's you know in terms of the process and and what you went through. And I remember Brad Richards going through. He probably can relate, or you can relate to what he went through. Or you remember when he was a free agent, and he said as soon as it was done, he did like his media hit, and he goes, "I'm throwing my phone in the lake. I can't <laughs> wait to throw my phone in the lake." So first of all, thank you for not throwing your phone in the lake because yeah. we were able to do this a few days later. But did, have you had that yeah. moment where you're like, "I yeah. am done, and I will see you all later for a while." For sure. I mean, I was I was getting calls from random Columbus numbers. I don't know who they are. I don't know if it's my GM, my coach, one of my new teammates, 
uh, someone, I have no idea. So I'm like the next four or five days, I finally went to Columbus and everyone's like, well, I gave you a call and I gave you a call. I'm like, yeah, I, I got a lot of calls <laughs> and I got to get back to everyone here and text messages and this and that. And, uh, so yeah, I was, I was close to probably throw my phone in the water too. <laughs> That's great. Any, um, any, like what was the most uh, fun person you got to communicate with after any like calls that stand out or text exchange, uh, as it's over the last couple of days? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it was uh, a lot of everyone, you know, old friends, you know, obviously new teammates is, is pretty cool. Um, uh, new coaches, uh, parents, I mean, everyone was reaching out. And um, um, not only was, uh, you know, people from Columbus, but, you know, people that I care about from home and, you know, just uh, really excited for me. Have you gotten a better sense of, I mean, look, you you played in, you played in the West for a long time didn't cross paths with the blue jackets especially over the last couple of years with the way the with the way the schedule's shaking out but you know as you've had time to sit there and digest it and probably crack into the roster a little bit more you know than you had in the past who are those guys who've who've reached out that you've talked to that you're excited that you're excited to be playing with i know Cole Sillinger's there and Jack mm-hmm. Roslovic is there they have they have some nice young pieces but have mm-hmm. have you gotten like more you know more familiar with 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 them with them and their in their work over the last little bit yeah, I mean, I've talked to uh, probably like seven, eight, nine guys on the team already, just reaching out and um, <clears throat> you know telling me how excited they are that I'm a part of the the team now, and and uh, you know vice versa. I'm super excited as well. So, um, but like you said, I mean, uh, this is all still really, really fresh. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I just signed it, I guess like three, four days ago. So, obviously, uh, you know, you you look at the rosters and try to picture yourself where you're going to play and who you're going to play with and Obviously, that's the coach's, uh, you know, that's the coach's rule, and whatever he wants to do is, is his say. But um, you know, they have they've got some good players on their team, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, hopping right in with them. It's fun because I did I saw one of your comments about about playing with Patrick Laine and just that shot that he has, and how you know you you are such a great passer, and we've seen that for years, and and it's almost like it, it, it's such a different setup where you like we talk about which, which center fits with, with, which wingers, but really like you can be that, you know, setup guy, which is fun to imagine. I, I have to think. Yeah. I mean, he's got, like I said, I said it earlier in an interview a couple of weeks, like a couple of days ago, but he's got one of the best shots in the league. So, I mean, I, I try to consider myself more of a playmaker yeah. and, uh, you know, just try to, you know, create space and find that open guy, you know, coming in through the slot or, I mean, with his type of shot, he can shoot it from the blue line and probably go in every single time. So um, when you have a, a type of player that, you know, has a shot like that, it, you know, it excites a playmaker, a person who kind of pass first sometimes. And, um, you know, it's, it's exciting. What were your conversations with Brad Larson like? Good. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, you know, we had a, a, you know, a good little talk there for like 15 minutes on the phone and uh, just, you know, getting, you know, acquainted and, you know, uh, talking about his team or our team now, and, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get used to that. You know, you switch over you know, at some talking, point. Make the transition. Yeah, I know <laughs> it, it was weird. I know, but uh, just talking about our team and um, you know what he, you know, expectations of me and stuff like that. So um, I think uh, you know it was kind of more just getting familiar with each other and picking each other's brains a little bit, and and um, you know the system stuff and all that stuff will come when I get to, to get to Columbus. I saw, I saw Yarmo, especially, I mean, this is, you said, you said it to Aaron Portsline, I think whenever 
you know, the the dust was settling. It seemed like it was obviously it was a huge win for him, but he specifically was talking about, you know, Columbus getting that rep as a, as a city that players leave, like whether it's deserved or not. You go back, we don't have to rehash the list, but it's it's long and it was clearly too long for his for his liking. But what is that what does that mean to be I mean, you are proof that that's <laughs> that, that that's either not how it was originally, or that it can change. Like, is that something that you that you thought about throughout this process, where you're like, "I'm the guy who's going to Columbus after having so many guys leave." Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't really think of it that way. I, you know, for me, I thought it was the best fit for me. I mean, you know, not only just hockey and on the ice as a player, but you know, for me and my family, um, you know, we're just a short 45 minute flight from, you know, my family, my wife's family. Um, and there's such good neighborhoods out there, you know, homes that you can, you know, start a family, obviously I'm, my wife's pregnant. So, you know, we're starting our own little family here. And, um, <clears throat> it was just, it just sounded like a great spot. I talked to a lot of guys, you know, past players. Um, I actually was in Columbus. I drove up to Cam Atkinson's house. He was there. I got to see him and we chatted to him a little bit. And, um, you know, just heard so many good things and uh, it felt like a great fit for, for us. What was that? Like some guys do the whole dog and pony show, right? Where they go city to city and it becomes a bit of a thing and it drags out for days or whatever. What was mm-hmm. the process like for you to like, I can't even imagine you're making a decision. That's, you know, the majority of your career at this point, and it has to happen fast, right? You don't have all the information until, until you do. So yeah. what was your strategy to, process it but also have to make a fast decision yeah it was tough it was it was a hard day i mean um, yeah i think with like the flat cap you know teams uh you know it's it's hard to sign guys to big contracts sometimes when you're when you're so tight to the cap and, and stuff so um you know i didn't talk to many teams and um some of the teams that i was talking to you know columbus was was right up there on top of my list so when they called um I was just like, let's get this done. I don't even, I don't even care anymore. I just want to, I want to, I want to start my, you know, my next chapter of my career here with Columbus. And I think this is a great fit for us. I've talked to a lot of people about this city and um, it's just, a, it's, it was an overwhelming day, but, you know, finally, you know, towards the end of the day, you finally got done and a big relief <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. It's not surprised I, to hear that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you seem you seem relieved. Yes. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, uh, stressful day for sure. But did you have you like was there um have you started the tour of the neighborhoods to start shot? You mentioned you've got yeah, a baby on the way. That's my and, question, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, what, what yeah, is that gonna look we, like? Um you? me and my wife, we flew out there. It was Thursday. Mm-hmm. We did our media and our press conference and all that and toured the rank and stuff, and then um we went on a little ride through the whole city up through Ohio state into a couple of like nice neighborhoods, checked out a couple of golf courses and, you know, went and saw Cam Atkinson, obviously a good buddy of mine. And, um, but we were looking through all the neighborhoods and it was, it was just a, a vibe, a vibe that was perfect for us. I think yeah. uh, me and my wife, that's what kind of type of people we are. And we thought we feel really comfortable in these, you know, these little towns outside of Columbus. And, mm-hmm. um, we're obviously looking at homes now and try to come up with a list and then we'll fly back out there and, you know, pick which one she wants. But, uh, <laughs> so, smart man. Um, smart man. yeah, so, uh, we're, we're really excited about that too. And, and it, it was just really beautiful out there too. Well, it's a good thing. The vibe was good after signing the contract. No, yeah. 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 You're st- 
Yeah, I mean, because there is, there was a lot that you did, and I'm I'm glad to hear that you know you spent time in Columbus and you and you're feeling it and you're looking at the neighborhoods and all that stuff. But that is like you're backfilling there a little bit, right? Like you like you are you're connecting the dots after 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 the big time decision. Yeah, you know, I mean. Sometimes I feel like sometimes, you know, people, you know, sign, they don't know what they're getting into, but yeah. I think I really, you know, kind of, you know, did my, my homework throughout that day when I had a few teams that I knew who I wanted to play for. And, um, I talked to a few guys from Columbus and, um, you know, talked to a couple other people that, that have lived in Columbus and I just heard so many great things. So I, yeah. I knew when Columbus called, I was like, I want to, I want to go there. I want to do this. And, I already knew that I'd like it, and thankfully we got there, and it was even better than what we imagined. But you know, it was uh, it was a great it was a great trip there out there. I know Columbus people are going to listen to this and sound like Sean and I like don't believe you. I've I've been to Columbus; it's great. Like you know what I mean? Like there's there's been this weird like after the fact people are like mm, I don't know if this is you know what I mean? Like there's the yeah. the, the, re the response has been um, interesting to me. Like wh what have you thought of kind of the response to all this? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I I get a lot of people are like, why why Columbus? Yeah. And I'm like, and for me personally, when I would play there, we were from the west. We only played there once a year. Half the time, I was on a back to back. I'd walk from the hotel to the arena, yeah, and back to the hotel for a nap, back to the arena for the game, and then we'd fly out of there. So mm -hmm. I I never really knew much about Columbus either, and um. Obviously, I loved playing there because their fans were great, and, and yeah. the cannon was a whole different story. But, um, <laughs> uh, but I watched, I, 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 I watched you. I watched you the 2013 All Star game. By the way, I, I saw that. I saw <laughs> yeah. that. I saw that live from the press box. Yeah. Is, oh is there is there a, is there a plan for that? Is there a plan <laughs> yeah, to address the, gotta, the discomfort gotta, there? I'm just gonna sit in a, the arena a couple and just for a half an hour and just let <laughs> it him shoot just, off the cannon. Just shoot off the cannon. <laughs> some cannon. Some cannon exposure therapy yeah, for John for Johnny Gadron. But um, but like I was saying, I, I've never really, I never ventured out in Columbus, so I didn't really know and. I think a lot of people kind of get, you know, if you're not from Columbus or, you know, I haven't really visited and you probably don't hear the best things, but you know, when, once I like started talking to actual people that lived there and you know, played there and after I went solid, I was just, it's completely nothing like what I expected from when I was coming from a different team, you know, coming to just playing Columbus. Yeah. I know like, I know how this goes. You've turned the page on Calgary, so you're not going to want to like dive into this. But were you like, do you, were you surprised about the reaction there, or like how how do you feel about? I mean, fans are going to be upset, right? You left the team yeah. that they're rooting for, right? Yeah, no, I I get it. I mean, you know, I was, uh, you know, I yeah, it's hard. It's uh, I obviously I understand. You know, some fans are upset and you know not happy, and um, but for me, I I don't I'm not mad at any. I understand. Yeah. That's completely fine. I I get it. Um, I'd never take anything away from, from Calgary because it was such a great place to me. And when I was there, the fans were amazing to me and yeah. restaurant owners, you know, everyone from all my friends that I don't, that I didn't play hockey with, you know, just regular people that I met throughout the city and my next door neighbors, you know, everyone's just so, so nice. And, and that's what I remember the most about Calgary. I love playing hockey there, but you know, the people were, were super, super nice to me, my family, my wife, and, uh, I was part of the organization for, for 12 years. I played there for nine. Um, it was just, uh, you know, it's a special place in my heart. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, kind of, uh, a pretty, uh, pretty cool city that I got to spend my first few years there. With. 
Yeah. Did you did you say goodbye to the neighbor who shoveled your driveway or whatever that was a, a couple? <laughs> yeah, a Willie. Couple, a, yeah, a couple months I, back? I gave him a stick and uh, <laughs> uh, said goodbye to him. There, he was hoping I was going to come back and rent the same house again. But <laughs> so that's great. Maybe I'll stop by and say hello when we play there next year. Oh, that's great. So yeah. one, I, I was doing some prep and talking to people, and I one thing I've noticed, and I wanted to see if if we could maybe set the record straight about. So they people talk to you that seem to know you better than I do as John Goudreau. John, they call mm-hmm. you, not Johnny. Yeah, that's that's my real name. It's not Johnny. It's just John on my birth certificate. So okay. Right. Well, I figured that, but like, yeah. is that your preference? Can we? It's a fresh start. Should we? Just, should we like move on from? Uh, I like Johnny. For, okay. for hockey. Um, <laughs> is it like okay? So like so uh, if we if we if we came on and we're and we're like hey we got Columbus Blue Jackets left winger John Goudreau like would it would it sound like <laughs> we were like. Sound- uh, would yeah, it, it sound would like sound we were weird. your friends sound trying to like trying to like bullshit our way through? Yeah. Hi, John. It sounds super weird, but if I walk into my house or my my wife's house, parents' house, and someone's like Johnny, I'd be like, "What? Like, <laughs> no? Are you are you a hockey person? It's Where's John. This, where this come from? No, it's right. not Johnny. And then all my buddies the same way. And I'm like, don't ever call me Johnny again. Like, she's my close friends. It's right. John. Um, but yeah, I think just the hockey world. You know, it's big johnny I, I really like that you know playing on the ice johnny and but uh when i get home it's, it's just john so all right so that's that's the tell like you're off the clock it's john and when yeah, you're yeah. when you're johnny because john hockey doesn't it sounds like yeah. it, it, does, it doesn't have the same <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't ring <laughs> yeah uh but, well johnny thanks for doing this it was yeah. it, you know i imagine this has been a stressful few days do you have uh vacation plans or with a baby on the way you just gotta chill like what do you what, what's yeah next we're, we're, we're kind of chilling uh she's due september 30th right in the middle of training camp so um we're just hanging out here in Avalon, New Jersey, you know, where our home is. And, uh, oh, it's down, you know, just, that's, that's like, that's like Cape May, right? Is yeah, like, it's, it's down, it's like down like 20 minutes north of Cape May, but, um, you know, we just go to the beach or we'll go, my house is right on the bay. So we'll sit by the pool and just relax out there and try to get as much family over throughout the week and the weekends. And that's pretty much what we'll do the rest of the summer here. So I've got a couple of weddings, but. Oh, nice. Of course. Nice. Yeah. It's, that, so, it's that time of year. Yeah, that's right. We'll enjoy it. Throw the phone yeah. in the lake or the ocean yeah. or whatever it yeah. may be for you. <laughs> and uh, and congratulations again. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care, John. All right. See ya. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. 
It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Welcome, welcome all. It's the only good segment on the show. And this is the greatest segment in the history of the show. These are... Oh, I can't wait for this. These are, Craig, the American Hockey Awards. Here on the Athletic Hockey Show. Presented by the Tuesday Boys. Breezies. This is the collection of of awards that we've been begging you guys to leave in the comments for the last however many weeks. We started reading them at the end of in this segment at the, at the end of the show and realized that it was just too good to too good to siphon off every week. We needed to actually put these together and come up with a very organized uh, very serious awards presentation here. So we have several awards as chosen by you, our beloved readers. We're going to go through these. Craig, any thoughts? No, I'm just ready to present. I can't wait. <laughs> I, think my, I, I think my dream job is to host an award show. Do you want to lead us off or do you want me to? Can you make that happen? You yeah. think? Okay. Say the word. <laughs> well, okay. How, how do we want to do this? Do we want, do we want to, we'll, we'll start off with a big one. Because this is the one that made us laugh the most, I think. Because it was so... And I wish I would have... It is very unfortunate that I don't have... Oh, it's from William T. Mm. First award, the Custance and Gentile Satisfactory American Award presented by Manscaped. An honor awarded (laughs) to an American player that best exhibits absolute mediocrity in every way. This player makes between two and four million dollars a season. Mm Mm-hmm. Scores no fewer than 20 points, but no more than 35. Mm-hmm. Plays no power play minutes, but also plays a major role on a, on the penalty kill that's mid-grade. He said 16th in the league, but... You know, <laughs> really specific. I love that it's that specific, but we, we can give some wiggle room here. Also, uh, the winner here plays in the World Championships most offseason because they're not good enough to play on, a, on an actual true playoff contender. Perfect representation of the Tuesday show. This is from mm. one team, and he's and he's correct. The nominees are Derek Ryan, Nick Bonino, and Ryan Donato. Uh, and did William T decide the winner here? Somebody else picked this. We didn't even mm-hmm. need to do, we didn't even need to do any any legwork here. Nope. The winner of the Cousins and Tilly Satisfactory American Award presented by Manscaped. Edmonton Oilers center, Derek Ryan. Congratulations, Derek. Oh, bravo, Derek Ryan. Uh, I'm accepting on behalf of Derek. Um, I just want to thank my teammates and Sean and Craig for constantly inspiring me to, just to be... Fine. Run Fine. Just fine. Just like the show. Derek Ryan, 10 goals and 12 assists in 75 games for the Edmonton Oilers last year. Uh, no, no power play time because where would he get it? But also was part of a pretty mid-grade, mid-grade power play. Or at the penalty kill, rather. And the Oilers were fine. 
everything about Derek Ryan, like everything about his career, he's he's had a, a laudable career. He's 35 now, which makes me feel very old. But every year, man, whether it's the Hurricanes with the Flames for a couple years, 11 goals, 15 goals, 13 goals, 10 goals, and his player profile has been the exact same. Congratulations, Derek. You're, you're uh Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 <laughs> is in the mail. Uh Manscaped, some free bonus uh advertising. They gotta they gotta re-up, by the way. This is this is wrong. Yeah. Let's go, Manscaped. Coming up next, this comes from Steve N. This is the Best American on an American team. And this award, again, we have a presenting sponsor that didn't know they sponsored, is presented by our favorite meetings place, Tipsy McStaggers. If you ever need to meet Max Boltman to do his review, you do it at Tipsy McStaggers. The the, the place for doing performance reviews and then driving home drunk, Tipsy (laughs) McStaggers. (laughs) The nominees for Best American Player on an American Team. Chris Kreider, Charlie McAvoy, Jason Robertson, Jake Gensel, and Adam Fox. It's a crowded what field. Al- what, that is a packed, packed, a field packed with luminaries, my friend. And the winner is of the first ever Best American on American Team presented by Tipsy McStaggers. <laughs> Your best friend, Chris Kreider yes! of the New York Rangers. Congratulations, Chris. Congratulations to to Chris to the entire Kreider family. I will. I am proud to accept this award on his behalf. Uh huh. <laughs> I'll bring it to him <laughs> at the family reunion since he is my nephew. As we <laughs> I didn't know he was going to get it. I, this is great. Wow. That's a great. Is, that's a great bit. Happy. That's commitment to the bit. Great year for Kreider. We always knew he had it in him. He scored seventy five oh. goals this past season. Or whatever. Amazing what season for Chris Kreider. Well Hell yes. deserved. Hell yes. Well deserved. Uh, what is okay? What's our what's our next one here? I, I, it's I, the Jake I, Ottinger I Award. Is that next? the Jake Ottinger Award uh, for Best American Goalie Under Twenty Five? This is pretty. This is pretty straightforward. Uh, there is no presenting sponsor for this. We cannot secure the bag on that one. The nominees: Jake Ottinger. Okay, wow. Jeremy Swayman. Mm-hmm. Florida Panthers goalie Spencer Knight, who was not good. <laughs> Still a good goalie. Under 25. Joey Decord, who I'm not sure how he's still under 25 because he's been the link for 15 years. In the in the Jake Ottinger Award for Best American Goalie Under 25 goes to mm-hmm. Jeremy Swayman. What? <laughs> what? Come on. I mean, congratulations. I will accept. I'm I'm happy to ex- accept this on behalf of Jeremy. Um. Jeremy would like to thank his family. He's he's born uh, two years before me, November twenty or two days before me, November twenty fourth. He's a Sagittarius in Anchorage, Alaska. A lot of people didn't know that. He's born two years before you. That makes him two days sixty three years old. No, oh, how dare you! Uh, great year for Jeremy Swayman. Nine fourteen save percentage, twenty three and fourteen. Uh, big upset in this award. I you know we, we got we might have to go back and check the numbers on that. I thought Jake Ottinger should win the Jake Ottinger Award, but. Jeremy um, would like to thank his teammates and um, the voting panel. I was going to say that it's because uh, Swayman started more regular season games than Ottinger did, but he did not. So that 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 was <laughs> wow. I thought of, I thought it would be a funny bit. Maybe they can split it. I don't know. Those mm. guys, those guys, whenever they're the Olympic goaltenders in in however many years they can they can talk about this. Be, be a nice icebreaker, nice icebreaker for him. 
The next award is the Connor Hellebuck Award, which is awarded every year <laughs> on this podcast to the best American goalie on a terrible team. What the bar for terrible is, but I, I think I think we found it. Nominees are Thatcher Demko, Connor Hellebuck, Alex Zendelkovic, and John Gibson. Whitehall PA native John Gibson, excuse you. Oh, I'm I'm excused. And the winner is it's Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. He's gotta win the Connor Hellebuck Award. He can Congratulations. He, he can add this he can add this to his very crowded shelf of Connor Hellebuck awards. I think he's on year. He's won <laughs> he's won this award for five out of la- the last seven years. And the only reason Yeah, this is when they do the voiceover. This is the fifth straight <laughs> year Connor Hellebuck has won the Connor Hellebuck Award. Connor Hellebuck has won five of the last seven Connor Hellebuck Awards. Take only taking a break because those were the years that the Jets were better than mediocre. <laughs> All right, guess what? Back in the toilet with you, Winnipeg. Sorry. For sure. For sure. Next award is the Best American Rookie, aka the Little Tuesday Urban Achiever Award. That comes courtesy of Tom P. It's very, very, it's very Tom. funny. Nominees. Trevor Zegris. Cole Caulfield, really emphasizing the Little Tuesday Urban Achiever Award. Mm. Matt Boldy and Cole Sillinger. Wow, another good stacked field. Stacked field. The award goes to Anaheim Ducks center Trevor Zegras. I, wow. think, it's, I think it's a no-brainer because of the production and the star power and the memorable moments that he brought to the Ducks this season. And also, he is the only one of these four players to have been a guest on the show. So, mm. any tiebreakers tie go to him. Uh, congratulations, Trevor. I'm sure you've, I'm sure you're, this is the highlight of your summer, no doubt. <laughs> Definitely not um, having a fun time in, in, in Southern California right now. I'm sure he's having, I would, I would, we should, we should explain the rules. That is the official tiebreaker. If, if it's tied, mm-hmm. the award goes to the person that appeared in the show. So Cole Caulfield, if you're listening, you should be a guest next season. Matt Boldy too. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I mean. Yeah, Matt's, Matt, he'll, he will be, he will be. Um. I feel like Russo's, the got, next award. Russo's got right of first refusal on all, on all I'm sure players. Matt's been what is it straight he's been on the straight straight from Matt, the source ten times. Matt this actually year. Matt actually lives in an, in an apartment above Russo's garage. The next award is the Brian Rafalski Award. This comes from Michael K. Thanks, Michael K. for mm-hmm. this award idea. The Brian Rafalski Award for underappreciated American defensemen. And again, we have a stacked class here of nominees. Your nominees for the Brian Rafalski Award, Brett Pesci, Brian Dumoulin, Alex Goligoski, his fifth straight nomination <laughs> for this award, and Scott Mayfield. It's a good, I like that nominee. He put together a nice season. And the winner of the seventh annual Brian Rafalski Award is Brett Pesci for the third straight year. Congratulations, Brett. I'd like to uh, I'd like to start a motion to rename this award after Brent Pesci because oh motion accepted he, he's almost he's <laughs> almost there like at, at some point Brett Pesci is no longer going to be underrated uh, he he actually took the crown from former teammate Jacob Slavin who who, mm. held, who definitely held it for for a couple of years he I don't know if you guys remember this he won this award in in twenty in twenty seventeen he won it back to back years 2018. <laughs> a lot of people don't remember that next award courtesy of Tyler M. The Alex Galchenyuk Award for the best American player whose dad played in the NHL but is not American. So <laughs> this player is American, right. but his father was a, was a former NHL player who was in fact not. 
The nominees are mm-hmm. Columbus Blue Jackets center Cole Sellinger, who had a nice nice uh, season as an 18-year-old rookie. Legendary, I think, at this point, it's safe to say. Islanders forward Zach Parisi. And Paul Stastny, whose father, mm. whose father, whose father was one of the Stastny brothers from the former Czechoslovakia who, who played in the 80s. The award goes to... I'm so nervous. Paul Stastny. Whoa, what an upset. Paul Stastny had a nice year for the Winnipeg Jets. He's never won this award. I think it's a nice capper to, or we shouldn't say capper to a career, but I think he's you know, spent the last 10 or 15 years building up a resume worthy of accepting such a wonderful, such a wonderful award. So congratulations to Paul Stastny. Congratulations to Peter Stastny. Congratulations to the former Czechoslovakia and anybody from either the, the Czech Republic or Slovakia. This is this mm. one's for you. This next award comes from Julie Kay. This is the player you thought <laughs> was American, but is not American. I love this. This should also have a name, by the way, up uh, like an all timer. And Julie Kay, we'll, we'll leave it up to you to name this award, or we can call it the Julie Kay award. I'm gonna hold on a second. I'm I'm gonna give a little glimpse behind the nomination process here, as okay, I realized sure. about midway through that I was just listing players with Italian last names, mm-hmm. which is just fair, unfair, or unfair. I mean. Who are the nominees? Nominees are Kevin Fiala, Robert Thomas, Kale McCarr, and Anthony Sorelli. The player you thought you, listener, thought was American, but is not. <laughs> Definitely. And when we say you, we do mean you. We don't <laughs> we, we don't mean me and Craig saying like, uh, is, is Phil Tomasino American or Canadian? <laughs> and the winner is Kevin Fiala in an upset. Kevin Fiala, I, are Kevin, we sure he's not American? Come on. We check that one. Not, only is, not only is he not American, not only is he not Canadian, not only is he not Italian, he is from Switzerland, which is oh, wow. honestly a good guess because anytime you see, like Switzerland, such a, such a, you know, a hodgepodge, you know, melting, melting pot of ethnicities, honestly, because it shares borders with so many countries and whatever you, you can get, you can get anybody from there. It's the, Matt's the Matt Zuccarello syndrome. Next award. Uh, this is pretty straightforward, actually. Do we want to do best? We're just going to do best American. Is, is that uh, it? No, no, we can say I don't that. think we, we do. We can say that for. Like, I think for, we go to the Phil yes, Kessel I Award. That. I think you got to you got to present the Phil Kessel Award in your Phil Kessel yep. voice, <laughs> which is identical to my actual voice, which is just your normal voice. This one comes from Tomas R or Thomas R. I, I apologize for. Definitely getting that wrong in one way or another. The Phil Kessel Award for skill position player to most likely be left off the American Olympic roster for a replacement level third liner that plays with an edge. The nominees. So Justin Applicator, right? That would be the so it'd be <laughs> yeah. the Phil Kessel Award oh for skill God. position player left off the roster for let's Justin just, Applicator. Let's just let's just be real. We're talking about we're talking about we're talking about Justin Applicator. Nominees are Kyle Connor, Alex DeBrinket, Jason Robertson. And in a bit of an upset, I think the sentiment remains the same. Defenseman Quinn Hughes. Wow. I didn't even know you could nominate a defenseman for, for this one. I, you know Phil what? Phil Kessel Award. I, I looked it up in the bylaws of the of this award show, and we were, we were we were eligible for it. Okay. A defenseman has never won this award, listener. And the winner is Quinn Hughes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, God. I can't believe it. Quentin Hughes. Quentin Hughes. He actually in, in an award in an award given out before the broadcast, he won a best interview of the season as well. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Shortest interview. Two-time <laughs> two winner, Quinn Hughes. Uh, I think you got Multiple it. winner. In, in all seriousness, I think you almost have to give it to him because when we were, because so many of these guys and me and Dom were doing the, we were doing the Olympic roster projections, which thankfully we could stop doing in December because that's when the, mm-hmm. that's when the horse left the stable on that. Cause those are, those were, those were a pretty, pretty brutal exercise. A lot of fun. I mean, brutal exercise. Yeah, I like pardon. No, they, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Those are, those, those were a lot of fun because we would, we would have discussions like this where it's like, could they possibly leave off Kyle O'Connor, who is clearly in the middle of like another huge season? Could they possibly leave out Alex DeBrinkett, who has scored 40 goals in, in consecutive years? What about Jason Robertson? Is there any way that they could justify leaving him and bringing Pavelski whenever those two guys were so good together and blah, blah. And I sincerely don't think that they would have done that. I think by the time it was all said and done, all three of those guys would have been on the roster. I am less certain about uh, about our friend Quentin because he's short and everyone hates that. Is he going to be on the – he'll be on the – He'll be on – I would imagine he'll be on the next one. But like you look at yeah, some of the guys on their way out. It's a good, it's some, a good award. Some of the guys on their way out. You know some of the some of the older the older fellas, whether it's Ryan McDonough or or, or, or guys like that, who were kind of in their last national team cycle. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Quinn would have been left on the outside. Honestly, I'm going to do the next two because yeah. they're similar, mm-hmm. and we can we can breeze right through them. It's mm-hmm. a limited audience, but it's fine. These also come from Tyler M. I think Tyler M. has, or maybe not. He's just a regular um, listener. Yep. Check, this is the first one. Out. The first the Phil Housley Award for Best Minnesotan. In the NHL. Nominees, Blake Wheeler, Justin Falk, Brock Nelson, Jake Gensel, not born in Minnesota, Brock Besser. And the winner is Jake Gensel. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. He was, Where was he born, you said? Nebraska? He was born in Omaha for what for whatever reason, but I know I know he was raised in Minnesota. He had a hell he had a hell of a season. He had a yeah, great player. And we'll, we'll honorary Minnesota. The next one in sim- similar vein. This is I'm going to read it how Tyler nominated. Then we're going to correct it. The Mike Madonna Award for Best Michiganite mm-hmm. in the NHL. Now it that was like nails on a chalkboard for me. Mm-hmm. If you live in Michigan, you're a Michigander. Mm-hmm. You're not a Michiganite. No. Come on, Tyler. Everyone you know that. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. What are people in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvanians. Pennsylvanians. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's boring. The nominees for the Mike Madonna Award, Kyle Connor, Dylan Larkin, Zach R- I'm laughing because I you know who I have to get. Mm-hmm. Zach Rensky, Alex DeBrinkett, and Connor Hellebuck. A lot of good Michiganders in the NHL. And the winner is my son, Zach Rensky. <laughs> yes. The boys. You know, I want to point out, and, and this is not my thought, but Aaron Portsline in, in his um, Sunday gathering wrote a bit about how influential Zach Wierenski signing that long-term deal in Columbus was to getting to Johnny Goudreau. Like that started the that, – that stopped the bleeding and was like, hey, good players want to stay here. I, I mean, you know, Johnny Goudreau was going to do whatever he wants, but Zach, I think, made that commitment, was wanted to be a part of the rebuild, and now they've got some great pieces there. Yeah. So for that reason – I'm giving him the Mike Madonna award. I think we kind of, I think I kind of glossed that over in the question of Johnny. Where I was like, "Yeah, you're the first good player that's ever resigned there." Basically, is is kind is kind of what I said. I kind of breeze right past Zach, but this is enough of an honor to counter counterbalance whatever. 
I would also say um, shout out to the Wierenski family because they uh, frequent my brother-in-law's restaurant, Telly's, often. Well, that's awesome. They're great people, apparently. Okay. They are. I've met them. I don't even have to say apparently. Mm. They're good people, Mm. the the family. Mm. It sounds like a conflict of interest, but that's okay. Um, Mm. So, Telly's. You should all visit Telly's. (laughs) I absolutely should. On Mac Mac Avenue in in Gross Point. What's the point in doing this if we can't plug stuff like that? Best Pennsylvania of the year is Vince Trocek, by the way. We can move on. Okay. Um, this is both. This is the penultimate award, I believe. Oh, this is it—the last one. Oh no! Wait, no, that's that's wrong. We we are we are mm-hmm. saving that one for oh, penultimate. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Is the second second to last? Brush up on your vocabulary, big boy. I don't even know what penultimate means. Nobody does. <laughs> Didn't listen to the Penguins podcast from a couple years ago. That's okay. Uh, best American player on an American team. Pretty straightforward. Nominee. We already did this one. No, we didn't. Oh, yeah, we did. So. Is this it? We can go right to the final award. We can go right to the final award. I'll let you present it. As suggested by our friend uh, and staff copy editor for the <laughs> for mm-hmm. the athletic, but limited to the comment section of our little show. I mean, we should put her on the here. payroll we, at I, some point. Checks in the mail. Yardena suggests... The Tuesday Boys Leadership Award going to the most respected podcast guest of the season, a.k.a. whoever you actually paid attention to during the interview, <laughs> which I got to tell you, eliminates a lot of people right off the bat. <laughs> Sorry, Bill Zito. How dare you? A.k.a. the the people you didn't actually interrupt while they were talking. But I was going to give you a hard time. Poor Johnny Goudreau couldn't get his uh, canon story out because you cut him off three different times. It was just once. <laughs> He was gonna fuck up the story. What am I supposed to do? Oh my gosh. <sighs> um, nominees. I just realized mm-hmm. I said the, I just realized I said the F word. Got to now we got to put market explicit. <laughs> now you just made producer Jeff's job harder. <laughs> okay, we can just do it again. Oh, he's gonna screw up the story. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nominees for the Tuesday Boys Leadership Award. Paul Maurice. Our, so good. Our last, our last guest of the season, fresh on our minds, but still very good. Alex Tuck, mm-hmm. who came in like a house on fire, honestly, with the with, with the Sabers. He was like, I'm. I think he was did a great job just being like, I'm, <laughs> I'm the dude here when when you need to ask questions like this. He was great. Uh, Predators forward Matthew Shane, who Canadian, I think, who a Canadian, unfortunately, but also was. Uh, I believe more interested in talking to us than we were to him at, at, at certain points that interview. He was he was so engaged and cool and, and fun to talk to. Um, and insightful. Do you remember I, his I, answers? I, it was I and I'm I'm being facetious because I'm not yeah. saying we weren't we weren't excited to talk to him. But he it just he was great. it just shows you how, you know, interested he was in having a conversation, which is cool. Cami Granado. Great. Um, she was great. It was like talking to one of my aunts. That was awesome. <laughs> and Jack and Jack Hughes, who we we got at the absolute right time. I think there were 15 minutes or so before in between him throwing the stick into the stands after his game-winning goal and separating his shoulder. There was a very small amount of time, and we managed to talk to Jack. Uh, we managed to talk to Jack in that in that space. Two notes here on this. Mm-hmm. Uh- no Kachucks nominated, which is controversial because they were great. We, just, we could just, I think we just think about them as like a. Yeah, they're, they're like collective, collective kind of. No Bobby Ryan. Remember how good Bobby was? Bobby was great. I don't. Again, I, he's friend of the show. 
I don't. Yeah, he's. I, yeah, he's. That would be like at this point, it would be like nominating Pierre or something. I don't Max. Think yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sh- <laughs> and the word goes to Sean Shapiro. All right. Uh, okay. Paul Maurice. Yeah, Paul Maurice. Alex Tuck. Matthew Shane. Cami Granado. Jack Hughes. The winner wow. of the Tuesday Boys Leadership Award, going to the most mm-hmm. respected podcast guest of the season, is. Buffalo Sabres forward Alex Tuck. Wow. Alex, amazing. Alex, I would imagine. Alex, I would imagine if you were here, would accept the award on behalf of the entire organization. Mm -hmm. Because there were several folks from the Sabres who talked to us over the course of the season. Uh, Heavy Sabres. Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson was great. I don't think Donnie Meatballs is eligible because that was technically last off season. So you know, whatever. Yeah. But I, I think between it's a t- it was a tough call between Tuck and Thompson to even just figure out who to nominate. But he was he was awesome. I think there was a level of sincerity in the stuff that he was saying that uh that probably that probably got him this one. Was, but in all seriousness, all our all the all the guests were great except for a couple. And to wrap up the award shows, this is a, a bit of a surprise. Sean doesn't know we're doing this. We're gonna sing a duet <laughs> to wrap this up. On the cue the music. Oh, Canada, Canada, our home home and native land. We're really slowing it down. True True patriot love in all of us command. What a year it's been, Sean. First of all, I want to thank... this is where now we can stump. I want to thank all the listeners who, who a suggested awards and b carried the third segment on their back all year long. We were just talking about how fun that we have, like inside jokes, and you you have all created your own little world uh, around a, a, a stupid awesome. podcast, and we love it, and it makes me happy. The best, we appreciate I, I think, it. one of the most. Um, gratifying things that that I've heard about this about this is when people say that we find a way to make player interviews interesting for them <laughs> and that might be and that might be a that is a backhanded compliment and I, I don't I don't mean it as such but like it can't it can be a grind like let's be let's be real it can be it can be tough talking to NHL players sometimes and in in, a, in having it packaged in a way that makes it interesting to, to listen to them for, for 20 minutes for people like people struggle with that yeah. Yeah, and if we did, if we even made it ten percent better through all our goofy nonsense and talking over them and each other and <laughs> looping in Bill Zito on on inside jokes that he had no clue, like just stuff like that. That is, su- it's su- it's such a treat, and I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you know uh, the folks the folks like it because that's all that's all we're trying to do. We couldn't do any of this if if you guys if you guys didn't actually enjoy it and yes. it means something. So thank you. It's- and so, as a thank you, Sean will be buying drinks at Tip- Tipsy McStaggers uh, one day this summer. We haven't decided when, but really nice of him to do that, I thought. Um, also, you know, it occurred to me as we were cycling through our guests, uh, huge thank you to producer Jeff DeMette for for all the hard work he puts into the show that, um, you know, last show of the year, we're, you know, he's about to go on vacation, I hope, and he's still like fighting to get Johnny Goudreau on the show and doesn't mail it in ever. And we just had a, a, a list of who's who 
in the American hockey world on, uh, as guests. And it was unbelievable. And it's all Jack. I'm worried that whenever we say that, because we say it each week, I think people might think that we're not joking, but sort of exaggerating or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever. No. Like, it's yeah. dead serious. Like, we really just show up and try not to embarrass ourselves, which we fail at. I certainly do. Consistently. Consistently. This is all, this is, this is all Jeff. So, if you've enjoyed a single... If you've enjoyed a, a, a single moment of, uh, of of the interview aspect here, I mean, that's all that's all him and beyond. He does everything for us. Also want to thank Johnny Goudreau for coming on the show during a time where he was probably completely done and tapped out. And Todd Chirac of the Columbus Blue Jackets, I'm sure, had a hand in that. So thanks to Todd and, and Johnny. And Most of all, uh, the most, one of yeah. the most important people to thank here, mm. Cormac Custance. Oh, yeah. For providing the anthem of this podcast early on <laughs> which i guarantee is is playing is playing right now under oh un, under our goodbye i can think of no, i can think of no better way to say goodbye to the show for for the summer uh than having have having our boy play, play under us i, I don't know is that it that's it yeah usual promo listen to the other days of the week Follow us Subscribe on follow, to the us, Athletic. Yeah, follow us on the on the platform. Listen to the Athletic follow Audio us, Athletic Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts. Thirty day free trial. Ninety nine. Give us a review as a as a going away present for the summer. That'd be great. You know what? Want to go on to? You know? Am I am I reading this right, Greg? Wait a second. Hmm. This, this can't, What's up? This can't be right. You can get an annual subscription to the Athletic for just one dollar a month or six months when you visit theathletic.com slash hockey show. Can you believe that? That is true. I I just found out about that today. So yeah. So- I mean, they're giving it away, folks. So sign up, and we'll, we'll we'll be back by the time your subscription runs out, probably. Hopefully. Have a great summer, Sean. Hashtag Tuesday, boys. I'm sad. Will you sign my yearbook? No. I mean, like, yeah, right. This is the last we're going to speak for for six months, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Hashtag Tuesday, boys. Three Zs. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Three Zs. Uh-uh. Oh, never. Gosh. We'll never. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather be dead. <laughs> <laughs>